are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we are talking about Daniel Bryan's potential return to the ring, the Elimination Chamber preview, the revamp of 205 Live, and a whole bunch of other stuff tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast. This at 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the band from Ringside. As always, I am your host, Bill Viggy, a.k.a. Tony Smark. And to my right, as always, we have two beers, Zach Pullman. Oh. Wait. Wait a minute. That's not two beers, Zach Pullman no, over no. there. That's Jason Bell sitting in Zach Pullman's seat. Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Nothing. It's, this feels a little different, man. It's just... It doesn't feel right with sitting in Zach's seat. I, I thought this would be cool, but now nah, I'm like gonna be able to anymore. handle it over there. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a high responsibility over here. So I'll, I'll try to crack some racist jokes every now and then. Throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> and to his right, as every once in a while, we have Tender Mahal. What's going on, Tender Mahal? What's up, guys? You ready to talk some wrestling tonight? <laughs> oh, you didn't do the uh, what? No, I didn't. No, oh. you didn't. <laughs> I was uh, ready to do it with you. Everybody tuning Wada! in. Everybody, <laughs> everybody tuning in to hear uh, to beer Zach. Zach is uh, indisposed tonight. He's had some other things to do. Uh, he wishes beckons. us the best. He doesn't even get to call in. We know that he misses it, and we definitely miss him. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of wrestling tonight for the next hour, guys. We got Sam the Yaller Mall uh, <laughs> turning the knobs. Uh, we are sitting in the exquisite Shock City Studios here in, uh, you know, decently temperatured St. Louis, Missouri. wasn't too cold today. Uh, before we get too far into it, We'd like to remind you of our sponsor, which is Soul Taco, everybody. Soul Taco's got the best fast, casual Korean Mexican food around. I promise you, everybody, if you haven't been to Soul Taco, I completely recommend it. They got a place in the U-City Loop. They got two food trucks driving around town, a place in Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Soul Taco, man, they got the burritos, they got the tacos, they got the quesadillas, they got the pot stickers, they got the goji bowls, they have everything you want. It's a hip spot to go to if you guys want to feed your face and get yourself some delicious, fast, casual food, Soul Taco is a place to go. Am I right, Jason? Speak on it, Daddy. I'm going tomorrow. Are you really? Dude, I haven't gone in like three weeks. So tomorrow night, I'm going to be bartending at the bar. You want me to pick you up a burrito? Yeah, can you get me a burrito? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to mention the place that I bartend at because my owner refuses to sponsor the podcast. Wait so I'm not, not going to say it. But <laughs> go ahead and bring me the burrito. When yeah, he starts giving us money, yeah, I'll we'll start, start saying where, name, I, right? where I come from. Right. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to our three count. All right, the one count is going to be now... Uh, we've watched lots of SmackDown sequences, segments over the last several months with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan talking. This is the first time in a long time that Shane actually brought up Daniel Bryan is living vicariously through Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because he because he can't wrestle. They haven't brought up in a kayfabe manner that Daniel Bryan cannot wrestle. Now, 
it would lead one to believe that this means that they're leading towards a WrestleMania match with Daniel Bryan. What say you, Jason Bell? Um, my mindset of this has not changed. I just they just took Daniel Bryan off of the WrestleMania access the weekend of WrestleMania, so that to me just kind of reinforces what I've already kind of thought. I just I can't see Vince wanting to take that chance of God forbid Daniel Bryan getting hurt on his biggest stage of the year at WrestleMania. I think he's going to come back. I just like I said, I just can't see this happening in the WWE ring. So which ultimately leads me to ask the question, what's the payoff for this whole Daniel Bryan? But Daniel Bryan doesn't have a broken neck. He didn't go out like Edge did. He went out with a concussion thing, which uh, would it's only... It's not a concussion thing. This is a real deal. Okay? Yeah, but it would only manifest itself if he got hurt in the WWE ring for what he's already been uh, saddled with. It would only show its ugly face years down the road. It's not like he's it's not like he's on the edge of being like having that. seizures in the middle of the We don't ring. know that. Yeah, but we okay. kind of do. We kind of do. We we know he's not on the edge of death or he's not he didn't he doesn't have the same injury that Edge has. No, clearly different, but once again, I don't want anybody permanently damaged, hurt, God forbid die for my wrestling entertainment vince is doing the right thing well, i don't want that either Jason. okay well i mean i'm just saying this is this is why joey I'm, obviously does this is why i lean towards Tinder. the the air of caution on this one i rather it just let's figure out a creative way to keep daniel bryan in this storyline and not have him getting in the ring versus him getting in the ring a, getting more hurt than he already is, or B, God forbid, have a Kurt Angle-esque performance at WrestleMania. Oh, so are you talking from Vince's perspective, or are you talking from Jason Bell's perspective? In this case, it's one and the same, I would think. Really? Because th- there's no way that Daniel Bryan's going to have a Kurt Angle performance just because Kurt Angle is 15 ring years rust older. is ring rust. And if you haven't done it for a year, a year and a half, two years... You're going to lose the step. You're I going to know he's not. How do you know he's not mixing it up in there? If he's doing it, then he's doing it with Bree. Bree ain't Shane. No, that's I bet not. he's doing it with Bree all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tender Mahal, what do you think? Well, I mean, you got to think about other sports and other and the way they handle these injuries. You know what I mean? Like you got like a guy like Sidney Crosby who set out a full year, right, because of concussions. Uh-huh. And he came back, and now he's great, and he's doing great. But it was probably a good two years where he was kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. And now he's back, and he's fine, and everything's good. So I think this is a general, you know, and I'm not a doctor. Like, I can't say, oh, one concussion's worse than the other concussion. But it seems to me like they've given him, what, two, three years off now? Uh, right, at, right after WrestleMania 30, and this is getting ready to be WrestleMania 34, 34. so just about three years. Yeah, so right. I mean, it seems like they're ready to reevaluate uh, his condition. Sorry, WrestleMania 31 was the one where he had the the ladder match. Ladder match. Yeah, yes. it seems like they're you know reevaluating everything, and they're actually listening to him. And I think a match is going to happen. Um, I'm not sure. You do think a match is going to yeah, happen with Daniel Bryan, though? I'm not sure. He's I'm wrestling a, in the WWE ring. Yes, he is. On, on WrestleMania weekend this year. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. Because I don't see... Why do you do Daniel Bryan's comeback match for Shane McMahon? 
That makes no sense to me. It does to me. Let's hear it. It does to me because this is what I said about AJ Styles last year before the podcast. I wish you. Could, I wish everybody listening here could have <laughs> heard how right I was last year when I said this. Because in, in, for you, in, a, in the WWE world, in the WWE world, you have a bunch of big matches. Fighting a McMahon is basically the biggest match you can have in the WWE world. Most of all, I mean, you'll have Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, sure, stuff like that, but. For somebody that's not the biggest star they have, like John Cena, when you have a guy like Daniel Bryan, who Vince doesn't trust is the biggest star they have, they they know that Daniel Bryan is a big star within the wrestling world, but not outside of the wrestling world. But Daniel Bryan fighting Shane McMahon, I mean, look what they've done with AJ Styles since AJ Styles fought Shane McMahon. He's, he's the biggest star Within the wrestling, within the WWE community right now. Yeah, but part of me feels like the whole like Shane McMahon wrestling allure has kind of wore off because he's had like six matches. Not to Vince, though. But to the fans, it has. To the fans, it probably has. Yes. And I, I don't disagree with that. But would you rather have no Daniel Bryan match and have him go over to Ring of Honor and fight somebody in Ring of Honor? Or would you rather have him fight? Shane McMahon at WrestleMania because really last year AJ Styles Shane McMahon was the match of the night. Ugh. Now that might have something to do with AJ Styles, oh, I'm but sure, I'm sure Dana Bryan is surely as good as AJ Styles, right? Oh uh, no, without a doubt. Yes, yeah, I was going to say they they've done their battles in ROH and their classic matches. My question is, we need someone to kind of protect Daniel Bryan in certain spots. Shane, Why he's he. Because Listen, you you can't just be you can't bounce this guy around. No, he, I'm not saying it, he's treating with kid gloves, but there's certain ba- spots that you got to be careful. Nobody ever bounced Daniel Bryan around. He bounced, bounced himself, himself around. around. Okay. He did the flying headbutt. He did the headbutt spot with uh, Dolph Ziggler at the top of the ladder at WrestleMania 31. That was the one that eventually put him on the. Injured reserve, right? That's not. It's, that's all Daniel Bryan. Oh, the only person you have to protect Daniel Bryan from is himself. Okay, th- then that's no different than what we were talking about with Kurt Angle when he came back. Kurt Angle wants to go hard to the paint Kurt every Angle's, time. Kurt Angle's what? I mean, easily twelve years older than Daniel Bryan. So that so that's his excuse because he's only has dumb? taken the last three years off. Dan, our Kurt Angle had a broken neck before he even st- a broken freaking neck, neck. <laughs> even before he even started with WWE though, right? Yeah, but I mean that that's more so you can back off this name time and be like, you know what, Bill, you're right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is the hill I'm dying on tonight. My problem with this is that, and I totally get what you're saying, but. I really think they need someone to make sure that this match can go over well, but on the same aspect, do it in a safe manner. A John Cena could do this. Not saying it's John Cena, Daniel Bryan, but he could do that. Don't you think Daniel Bryan would be extra special careful? Are you worried about him going too far? I mean, in that that case, I'm worried about Shane McMahon going too far. Mm. You're like... I mean, you got Shane Man's pretty rough. He's not your typical like. He's rough on himself though. He's not rough. No, on No, he's opponent. rough on the other opponents. He's not Bob Holly. No, but he's he doesn't 
he's not gonna if he if he drops a leg on him from the top rope, he's probably gonna hit him in the head. If well, he, he's done two leg drops off of the top of the cell. I mean, is he he's gonna, missed them both. Is he gonna kick? <laughs> is he gonna do coast to coast and kick Dan O'Brien in the That's head? That's what I was just getting ready to say. No, he'll probably miss it. Yeah, they'll probably, but that that'll all be done with the agents, though. I don't think. Here's the thing, though. I don't think they let him wrestle. That being Dan O'Brien, if he can't take regular punishment, they're not gonna let him go in there with kid gloves, have a half-ass match, and then be like, "Here you go." Here's Give me a percentage, one to a hundred percent, that Daniel Bryan fights at WrestleMania in a regular match. One fifty. Fifty. What do you say? Zero. Ooh. I say eighty-five. Oof. I think. I think he's in. I think the minute that Shane McMahon said it, it's over. He's doing it. And don't get me wrong. They planted the seed, and I'm I'm sure that was done by design. Just because WWE plants the seed doesn't mean that flower cultivates. You like that? That was hot. That was hot. That was hot. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like the uh, because, the raw general manager yeah, didn't turn out to be anything? They, they, they well, say are you saying things. because Kevin Nash texted himself <laughs> that WWE has so a hard time following like, through? What the fuck is this? <laughs> All right. So uh, the groundhog uh, saw himself, which means we have six more weeks of the AJ, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn <laughs> like, where is rivalry. He this? <laughs> well, that's what the Groundhog does, right? He sees himself. Then we have six more weeks of uh, the what? fucking AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn rivalry, which kind of goes into our one count. Um, seriously, guys, this pay-per-view is a long way off. There's going to be a lot of SmackDowns in between. What are they going to do with this KO, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles thing? Well, obviously, uh, you have at the end of SmackDown the triple threat. Now you're adding Baron Corbin. Oh, I almost and, fell asleep just hearing you talk about it. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler into this uh, title match, which would now be a fatal four way. We just have to figure that out. I think they're. They were talking about the six-pack challenge beforehand. I think that's where we're going now because it's so far away between now and hopefully the uh, the fast lane pay per view. I think they'll add two more guys into it. They'll be its own little quote unquote elimination chamber, but they'll just do it differently. It'll be a six pack challenge, and we'll figure out who's going to be the champ. Hopefully, it's it's AJ Styles. But yeah, like you said, we we got a lot of time for this storyline to develop. Hopefully, and then at the end at Fastlane, figure out what the true main event is because right now it's a triple threat. By next Tuesday, it'll be a fatal four-way. And like, like I said, I've seen the six-pack challenge on uh, the internet multiple times, so I'm kind of leaning towards that being the end game. But we'll see what happens. Tinder Mahal, um, can you think of a, another time where they've taken three guys as exciting as Owens, Zane, and Styles and just completely neutralized them and just made them as boring as... As it is right now with those three guys. No. It is boring as fuck, right? It's pretty boring. Well, I mean, you got the three biggest stars in one storyline. That, that's the problem. But that's the thing that SmackDown does the most with the the littlest, right? I mean, I, I love seeing those guys wrestle, and I love seeing those guys involved in the main, yeah. main event storyline. And I liked watching Zayn versus Owens. Fantastic match. Yeah, yeah, really good. It was very upsetting we didn't get to see a pinfall in some way. But as That's soon, where you could have put Sammy over. As soon as I started mm. seeing Sammy get the advantage, I knew what was going to happen. WWE doesn't like to take chances anymore. And this was a chance to 
and I hate to keep harping on it, to build this new star. It's not like Sami Zayn is a, a, a new star in the world of professional wrestling. He's just a new star in WWE. Okay, this is not a Vince McMahon creation. This is something that was already happened in El Generico. Yeah, but the gen, the gen pop gets it though. The gen pop knows that Sami Zayn's great. Okay, but he's been presented as a semi-main event. I think I think the gen pop doesn't watch ROH, and ROH started this whole thing with him and Kevin Steen. Now Kevin Owens. Right. So if you didn't know that existed, this is the this is the person that you know and see. And then at that point, you can only judge from what you see, and they haven't done much with him at all. This was a chance to just go ahead and say, hey, we got a main event. It's Kevin, I'm sorry, it's Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles for the title. Be done with it. And that way you can kind of spin this off. And then you, if you really want to bring it back to KO and Sami Zayn, you could do that for a WrestleMania match think, or whatever I, the case I may be. I think a KO, Sami Zayn, WrestleMania match is inevitable at some point. You might as well do it this year. I don't have a problem with it. That's going to say it, it, it makes storyline sense. Yeah, and if that's and, the way you want to do it. It, it makes storyline sense, which it hasn't made in a long time. I mean, we've seen at least 20 matches with those guys where it's made no sense at all. That's right. This week on Raw, we got Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Right. Next week on Raw, we got Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, and it never makes any sense. Now it makes sense, and now I actually want to see the match. And I right. don't even mind it if it's a retread of the Y2J Kevin Owens thing a little bit. Well, it is. It's totally a, a retread, but I mean, it's... But, it's but that diff- was a retread of other stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> I know, mean, it's, it's not like, you know... We're, there's only about 10 stories you can tell in professional wrestling. This is one, them, yeah. Friend versus friend is one of the big ones. And that'll bring it to our two counts. JCB. Elimination Chamber is going to be our two count. Uh, we Guess had, what's up? <laughs> we had a couple of uh, qualifying matches this week with uh, uh, Apollo, Apollo Crews and The, the Miz. Miz. And then uh, Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, obviously. that was a real nail biter. Yeah, well, I mean, who knew who was going to win that yeah, one? You know, God bless Bray. I mean, I love him, but just he just he you does really his job though. and he does one job well. He eats a pen. Unfortunately, <laughs> that that's where I as two beers Zach Poland would call him the eater of, of pens. pens. <laughs> See, I, I, I got you, Zach. I'm, I'm in your chair. I'm, I'm using your inner spirit. But that that, that to me is my biggest problem with. The elimination chamber. I would just, I would almost rather you just name guys like Kurt Angle did with the women's elimination chamber. Here are your six ladies. Let's do it like oh. that. Versus giving me a match of Bray versus Roman part sixty nine, and then the next thing you know, well, then the, what are they going to do with the rest of the time on Raw? Then if there's no matches, hey, you know what? Beat the clock challenge, man, all day long. Beat the clock challenge is actually a good move, I, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> But the to me, my it was way too predictable. Number one, on both sides, you knew the Miz was going to win. You knew Roman Reigns was going to win. Just yeah. announce him and just be done with it. And then you know, God forbid. But, yeah, let's, but let's, missed, let's make a new storyline. Yeah, but you got a whole now. roster of WWE Raw guys. No, you're missing out watching Apollo Cruz actually do his thing. Apollo Cruz is a fun guy to watch, and watching Apollo Cruz work with Miz and Apollo Cruz has to work with Miz so he's good enough to work through other uh lower card events going forward like these guys have to get the reps on TV Apollo Cruz has to get the reps on TV and watching Apollo Cruz versus the Miz is cool no 
I'm not disagreeing with that. This is February 8th, 2018. So you're going to sit here and tell me that Apollo Crews working with The Miz is going to benefit him down the line, correct? Yeah, ultimately, okay, yes. Okay, so if we go six months from now, that'll be August 8th. Is he going to be in the Intercontinental picture at all? Maybe. I'm not talking about booking. I'm talking about him being in front of of 17,000 people and being able to work with a guy like he The Miz. He can clearly do that. They don't no, position no. him in the situations no, where no. He, he... He can't clearly do that. Yeah, he can't! Yeah, he can't! Okay, the whole match, you saw his talent unfold. The problem is, he is that to work he doesn't match, get though, chances to work with anything besides god bless dana brooke and titus o'neill where the fuck is that going we run titus worldwide into the freaking ground that's gone nowhere well he never wrestles titus o'neill that's well, that's not the point the he point wrestles it, other people so it's good to have him wrestle a uh, upper mid card guy like the miz in front of people in front of a guy that gets total heat like the miz the miz gets heat right then then, hold on, then hold capitalize on. on it that's all i'm saying yeah, but it's if, if, if it's if a work want, in progress. If Miz goes over, that's fine. Apollo Cruz needs to go over as well. Miz can win. No, he doesn't. Oh no, he God. he doesn't right now. This is what I was trying to tell you a couple You're weeks tripping. ago about the revival. You were like, "Well, the revival got to get over. The rival revival got to get over." It's like, no, the revival were hurt for a couple months. They can eat shit for a couple months and then be reheated a couple months later. That doesn't work. Just like you know anybody that. else. It doesn't work, and you know that. Two or not two beer tender. <laughs> what do you guys say? Uh, I agree with J Bell. What do you think? Uh, I just don't want J Bell to yell at you anymore. <laughs> it's fine. I can please don't, please don't fight, guys. <laughs> He's actually my uncle. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not that old. <laughs> what do you think about Apollo Cruz? Please. What do I Apollo Cruz is a mid carter, a low mid carter who is stuck in a gimmick that's gonna get him on TV. It's gonna get him some reps. It's gonna keep him on TV until they figure out what to do with him. That's exactly right. And so he fights the Miz and then he fights with more eyes on him and more people are involved during the match. And he tries to actually construct a match. It was a four minute and 35 second match. I timed it. <laughs> More so to my point, if it was four minutes and 35 seconds, you, I don't think you understand how people look at Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is, is basically a jobber at this point that has a name. It feels like we're talking about something. I think, I think <laughs> as we talk about Apollo Crews, our ratings are just going month. down. Or we're losing listeners as we talk about Apollo Crews. Oh, but yeah. that's my our point. Ratings. Yeah. <laughs> we sure, should, our ratings. We should just stop talking about Apollo Crews. Okay, we were talking about the Elimination Chamber. So we have Cena, Braun, Elias, Roman Reigns, Miz, and... A six that will be a named six on will be named. I have a fi- fatal four way with Cruz, Wyatt, Hardy, and Finn Balor. So, who do you think wins that fight? Fatal four way. Well, obviously Apollo Cruz, right? <laughs> you better. Be. Be. <laughs> I mean, he might be able to take a big bump. Say, the way I talk- went to an elimination chamber one time, and our truth was eliminated within two and a half minutes. And that's the, that's the way they would do. Apollo Cruz, if he was in this elimination chamber, I promise you. So we're spending too much time talking about this. Who wins it? Roman Reigns, right? Roman Reigns. Yes. Oh, the, 
who wins the elimination chamber should be Roman Reigns because that's the best way to get to Brock Lesnar WrestleMania. Who wins on Monday? I think is Finn Balor. So what do you think about? I agree. So what do you think about Elias winning the match against Braun Strowman and John Cena the other night at the end of Raw and pinning John Cena? There's something about a three way that. With John Cena getting pinned, Hell yeah, it there does. is something about that. <laughs> it's, it's like they say, it's okay when it's in a three-way, right? <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it's great for Bro- it's great for uh, Elias to get a pin over John Cena and to actually work a match for once. I mean, we haven't really seen him work a long-standing match like that before. I would think they really put him in a position to work. No, and this is great. I mean, he went from being like a mid-card guy to being like, okay, this guy's definitely fighting John Cena at WrestleMania. And the great part about it is is that I think that this is where if you want to really start positioning Elias into that upper mid-card, possibly a main event kind of guy, beating John Cena is one of those things you just have to do. Now you have the credibility. You know, you, you've you got the John Cena pelt on your uh, on your belt or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, him coming out sixth, I think, is going to be interesting because it's going to there's going to be at least one elimination and maybe a second. So when he comes in, I think that dynamic will change because we'll be basically waiting for Elias to come in. The crowd will anticipate and he will come in. And from that point, I think that's where the match will take a, a whole nother level to the game. Do you think we see John Cena versus Elias at WrestleMania? <sighs> Who's John Cena going to fight? 100%. It's it's either 100%? Elias or, 100%. It's either Elias or Samoa Joe. I'm I'm keeping hope out for Samoa Joe. Whoever he wrestles needs to go over John Cena. Do you remember a few years ago when Edge got hurt and they replaced Edge with with Randy Orton and had the Christian Randy Orton thing play out and they just inserted Randy Orton into the Edge Christian storyline. Vaguely, yeah. Where Christian won the belt and then the next night he lost it. Right. And it was all about him trying to get it back and he never got it back. I kind of think that's what they're doing with Elias now. I kind of think it was supposed to be Joe versus Cena. Yeah, for sure. Joe got hurt, yep. and now it's Elias yep. versus Cena. I, I think Elias versus Cena is the right kind of work for both of them as a mark. You know, as WWE, I know that John Cena is one of their biggest commodities, if not the biggest commodity next to The Rock. And having him face Elias probably isn't that big of a deal, but I also see a lot of potential of Elias. Like, I think Elias is a big-time Big time star. Here's my question. Do you think that Vince would allow Cena to lose to Elias at WrestleMania? Uh, No. Um, I thought about this question today, actually, because I started thinking about the last four or five WrestleManias. Um, He beat Bray Wyatt. Cena did. Jesus. He beat Rusev. Uh, he didn't do anything that won where he just kind of AA'd everybody. Yeah, I think that was the, the, rock. Uh, the rock segment he beat, when he came He out. beat the Miz and Maurice. He beat the Miz and Maurice. So he hasn't lost at a WrestleMania. Since the Miz. Since the Rock. I would say mm, the Rock would be the, the last rock. time. But he hasn't since lost against a regular guy since the Miz. 
but not at WrestleMania. Yeah, Miz beat him at WrestleMania. That was rocking. No, I mean since the Miz. Yeah. At WrestleMania, he hasn't lost to a regular guy. Yeah, since the Miz. So, I think that Elias putting him over would be huge. I don't think he's going to do it unless Vince loves Elias, and it seems like Vince does love Elias. Oh, he's get he gets plenty of airtime, plenty, plenty of mic time. So, I mean, it, oh, yeah. I don't think this is a scenario. He also where carries he, himself like a star. Yeah, can go. Yeah, looks great. Yeah. He's got the whole. He's the whole package. I mean, he's essentially the honky tonk man 2.0. <laughs> he's like he's like honky tonk with muscles. And then and that's fine. But then let's you know let's move him into a spot where he can benefit from obviously all the things that we've put on the table. Let's move him into a spot where you know yeah. he can go against a Roman Reigns, and you know he won't beat Roman Reigns, but he he can at least get over. By looking, uh, by working at with Roman Reigns versus, you know, having a scenario where it's you know he's stuck in this mid card kind of deal. I don't want that for Elias. I think he's got way more uh, opportunities, way more uh, what's the word potential than just be a mid card guy. That's got to be it, guys. I got uh, Sam Y'all turn around on me. It's got to bring it to our three count. Oh, I love tricking. I love <laughs> Got him. it. I love it. Uh, the three guys going to be uh, the 205 Live revamp, which I guess we're leaning towards. Uh, it Word came out that Vince is not in charge of 205 Live anymore, and Triple H is. And you can if, see it in the last two weeks. If it, if everything I've read in the saying that the this week and the week before Triple H was in charge you could see it in the product you could see it in the the production where you've had vignettes about guys that you might have forgotten about guys you didn't haven't seen before whatever the case may be this looks like NXT in a 205 live form and that's what we want 205 Live to be, right? We want it to look like NXT. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I wanted to. Uh, my knee jerk reaction is I wanted it to look like the Cruiserweight Classic because that's the that's essentially your spinoff. Okay. Now, from that point, if it looks like NXT, I don't have a problem with that. Obviously, NXT is off the chain. It just can't be like the main roster. Well, is when my I say problem. when I say looks like NXT, what I want it to be is to not look like Raw and SmackDown. Right. Which is what 205 lo- 205 Live looked like. The style was a main roster style. I versus- want to be old school, just promos and matches. Not big, long talking segments at the begin- beginning. Like NXT this week, you had Johnny Gargano come out there and he cut a 10-minute promo, which was cool. Cian Almas came out there with his girl mm. and they got... What? Mm. But I want 205 Live to look like a wrestling show. Where they have an hour to play with versus the three that Raw has to play with. So, I mean... Well, I thought about that, too. That's why NXT, like, never messes up. Because if somebody attacks somebody in the first hour, you don't have to tell that story through the next two hours by somebody being like, well, this is why I attacked him. Like, the beginning of NXT this week... Uh, Undisputed Era came out to fight Sandy. Sandy attacked them right off the bat, right? And then Regal comes out and says, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. 
we're going to have a six-man tag team for a six or three-on-three. I'd be like, man, fuck that. I want my tag team title match. I want a six-man but tag. You, but you didn't have but you didn't have two hours of these guys going through the motions in between that. It was just this, this, this. It's like everybody realizes it's fake now. Just tell the story like it's Miami <laughs> Vice. Tender. Thoughts on 205 Live. Well, I mean, obviously, if you if you'd watched the uh 205 Live this week with the sound up. Unlike, unlike Bill over here. No, I watched it with the sound down. I did. I was working. Uh, you would notice that Don't after, tell my boss. after the SmackDown, and I, you know, I think it's more of a like, everyone watches Raw, then they watch SmackDown, and by the time the Cruiserweights come out, they're done. I mean, I they only show the bottom part of the crowd, so I'd be, I'd be interested to see how many people actually leave in the upper rows. But Oh, it's tons. The crowd is completely dead, and I mean the ma- the match this week: Lindsay Dorado versus uh, Kalisto. Kalisto, unreal, great yeah. match. I haven't seen a match like that since Juventud versus Ray. Even or, with the sound down, what's that? Even with the sound down, it was good. Yeah, I mean it was it was fantastic, and they let him go what 15, 20 minutes. Oh yeah, it was yeah, long. It was, about, it was twenty minutes with uh, Roderick Strong, and, the, and, and then uh, they gave Roderick Strong, and as Adeo Tommy got twenty. Yeah, they gave. Uh, Lindsay Dorado and Kalisto 20, and then they put in... And the thing I love about those matches is you don't know who's going to win. And that's why I was saying uh, on Twitter earlier this morning when I was watching the uh, the 205 Live, I'm sorry, BFR Pod on Twitter, BFR Bill, BFR JCB, BFR Zach with an H, all lowercase letters. See us on Facebook, Band from Ringside, Friends of BFR... And on Instagram, BFR Pied. The and best thing about Wiener sixty nine four twenty on Tinder for Tinder Mahal. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I was gonna say yeah. I didn't know he had. A, a, a yeah, throw him out there. I knew the Twitter account. Itty bitty Wiener sixty nine four twenty. Fucking believable. <laughs> but that's the great part about this tournament is that you don't know who's going to win. The bad part about it is we don't see the brackets ahead of time which I think is probably being done on purpose just because I think Ricochet might end up being a part of this 205 live tournament. I wouldn't be surprised if Gargano say that again? I wouldn't be surprised if Gargano ended up in it. No. You you got him set up with all I think if you had if you had a a 205 Mm -hmm. live NXT thing like ROH NJPW thing had going on and you could have both those guys going in between I think that's what Triple H is going for. That's the cool thing about it, though, is you got guys from NXT and you got guys from 205 Live, and you don't you don't know who's gonna. So it's like there's not like a okay, the, all the 15 guys from 205 Live are gonna wrestle. It's like you don't know who's coming over from NXT, who's coming from WWE, who's coming from where. So it's it's been really cool to see some of these matchups you don't, you didn't think you would get to see. Mark Andrews uh, next week against Mark uh, Andrews next week. Yeah, and I mentioned that the the UK people. Yeah, I was going to say uh, uh, so, to zero Kyle, that should be a good match. I I can't remember what the uh the second match they announced was, but just when I saw Mark Andrews, my knee-jerk reaction was like, "Okay, this is going to be a good match." And that's the stuff that you need, especially for guys like us that are true marks that want to see good in-ring action, if you name guys that can go in the ring and we know that can go in the ring and you put them across from somebody that can do this, you got something going right there. Man, if you uh, watch good in-ring action and you have Kalisto versus Lince Dorado and then you have Roderick Strong versus 
uh, what's his name? Um, Hideo Tommy. Hideo Tommy. I mean, that's pretty much what you're looking for. Both the, both those matches got more than 12 minutes. Like, that's really what you're looking for, right? And by the way, Kevin Owens has a lot to do with his powerbomb now. That powerbomb that Roger Strong gave uh, Hideo Tommy on the apron was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. I thought he fucked him up real. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. All right, fellas, that's going to do it for our three count. This is banned from ringside. All right, guys. Uh, some odds and ends. Uh, I got kind of mad this week at Raw when Bray when Raw started out with the Bray Wyatt promo. Like, can you put anybody asleep more than just trying to have the Bray Wyatt promo at can, the beginning of Raw? Can I ask a question, please? Why did Why did that put you asleep? Because. I don't like Bray Wyatt anymore. I think Bray Wyatt promos are boring. I think his character is boring. He never wins. I guess. Oh, 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 oh. he never wins. Oh, so, if, so if all of a sudden he started going like a five, six match, match hot streak, his promos might actually resonate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So wins and losses matter. He's a he's a fair weather Wyatt family member. Right? He hasn't won in five years. That's my point, damn it. If he started winning, you would care about the promo. A year ago he was champion, by the way. Just one That's year ago. Crazy. One year one ago. One year ago. He was world champion. He was world champion for a month. I think it was like three months. No, nah, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long. <laughs> I was getting ready to say by the time he was by the time WrestleMania no, came was, around, I, he wasn't champion anymore. Right before though. It was a fast lane. Yeah. All right, do we have some real heat between Booker T and Corey Graves, or is this a work? Booker T came out and said that if he ever sees Corey Graves in real life, he will, I forget what the phrase was, put him in the ground or something. Is that real heat, or is that Booker T? Was it Was it like, after we take what we want, <laughs> Corey Graves? Do you think there's real heat between Booker T J-Bo, and Corey J-Bo Graves? got it. <laughs> Come for, come for you, Corey right. Graves. <laughs> so Do you like, think there's real heat? No, there's no real heat. I don't think so either. I just, I really think this is something that this is, it's, Coach basically came out and said that the announcers were not going to be a part of storyline anymore. I think this is a part of what Coach is just piggybacking on. Did, did Corey Graves say something that might have, Ruffle Booker T's feathers, probably, but I mean, does it take I don't a whole we... lot to ruffle Booker T's feathers? No, he seems pretty sensitive, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, there's he's always had tons of backstage heat. He hey, always, man, it's I the, mean, dude, you the got male a hot ego wife. is an interesting thing. Okay, if you br- brush that bad boy wrong against some people, they will get pissed off. So, but this might be one of those cases where he's just getting pissed off. Male ego. Uh, Jason Jordan, neck broken. I go, Man, I, I, I feel like the dumbest person in the room for saying that Jason Jordan was more of a breakout future star than Elias. I said the same thing. What is wrong with me? I, look, I don't think that... Well, it has nothing to do with his injury, though. No, I mean, it just, does not. Jason, I just wanted to point that out that, I, that I, I'm coming back and I'm saying that I'm saying that I was wrong. I don't think that you're wrong. Jason Jordan's going to be a big... Could be a big star. Mm, that's not, no, there's he no could injuries, be still be I, a big I think star. They, I uh, like... I, I was the one that got that right, like according to what oh, you said, because I said Elias. Mark, I, actually think, they, I actually think they could be equal. 2018, Bill's actually right for once. I actually, I actually think they could be equal. Like I think Jason Jordan and Jason Jordan got mega heat 
mega heat over the last few months. And I think Elias is a huge star. I, I like Elias more going forward, but I think that Jason Jordan's badass. Here's the problem with that, and this is going to be the injury front of it. If you, you could, and it, it, this is not against a knock against Dean Ambrose, because this is probably Dean Ambrose's spot to begin with. He gets hurt. Jason Jordan comes in. So now you got the Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins dynamic going. Jason Jordan, unfortunately, gets hurt. So that puts that whole storyline on hiatus for a little bit. Seth Rollins doesn't have a dance partner for Elimination Chamber as it stands right now. Jason Jordan, God forbid, he's going to be, he's hurt. He just got surgery. We don't know when he's coming back. So, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say that Elias is going to be better. He Jason Jordan will suffer because he is now hurt. Elias will pick up this momentum. Hopefully he'll beat a John Cena again at WrestleMania if that's the WrestleMania match, and he'll go on into bigger oh, and better things. I would things. love for him to beat John Cena. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either, but not on Wrest- not on a WrestleMania moment. But, I mean, I, who thought Fandango was going to beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? So, I mean, the possibility is there. It is wrestling. <laughs> that's a good point. I will Sorry say this. They are, they are finding ways to use Jason Jordan without actually having a wrestle a match. Oh, I think I agree. I think having I think he should become like the GM. I think Kurt Angle should bow out, like go out with an entry or something and have Jason Jordan be the GM. I think that would be a good use of him. Hell, they had Brad Maddox as a GM for a while. Like you can have Jason Jordan. So Kurt Angle is going to get injured and he's not going to be the GM. So I mean, what is he getting into a car accident well, just, or something? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just, just say Brad, exactly. Does, does Brad Maddox's name have three X's on the end of it or just one? <laughs> <laughs> Need to. <laughs> uh, we had. This is banned from ringside. Hit the music. We had uh, Bobby Roode versus Rusev for the U.S. title. Pretty decent match. Start off slow. Uh, worked up into a pretty good crescendo. Obviously, I love Rusev. Uh, Rusev lost uh, when Roode was taking the spotlight. RK, our Randy Orton came in and RKO'd him. Uh, are we seeing RKO versus Bobby Roode at WrestleMania tender? Um, if we are, I really don't care about it. I'm I'm probably the least excited about Bobby Roode as U.S. champion than anybody in this panel. I don't. I th- I think the U.S. title is. I don't think it's a title. I don't see any relevance in it. I don't. I mean, for oh, them yeah, to actually I, try. I disagree with that. For them to try to get the title over, they had to put it on John Cena. I don't think it's a good title. I I don't know. I just I I don't care enough about this match. Well, to me, here's the problem is that when Cena was the US title holder, they treated it important. Every week you had the US open challenge or whatever the case may be. So in that scenario, you had the title being defended number one, and then number two, you had the element of surprise that you didn't know who the fuck was gonna come out. So that made it more interesting in that sense. Maybe it's a scenario where you have to continue doing this US open challenge to where you can get fresh new matchups because that to me is one of the biggest things that I don't like about WWE is that we regurgitate the same matchup over and over and over again just with a little twist. So it's, when Randy Orton comes out of nowhere and RKO is Bobby Roode, 
You marked. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because I didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, shit, Randy. Okay. Yeah. So then, boom. Now I'm seeing so Fast then, Lane, Randy Orton. So I agree. I popped too. When yeah. he came out in the arcade, Bobby Roode, you I was to. like, ah, oh, fuck. That's good. Then when he stuck around and RKO'd in English, I was like, oh, well, okay. And then when he stuck around and Rusev like <laughs> came up in the arcade on him too, I was like, well, now it's just too much of a good thing, guys. <laughs> it's, it's like when you watch Pornhub after your refractory period. It's like <laughs> you just turn it off, right? <laughs> it's like too much of a good thing, Speak right? Speak for yourself, homie. I was just say this. It's like when you keep eating... I, I, I think you guys get my point. Yeah, we get the point. All right, good. I'll just say it like this. You said it last week. I put it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I wanted That this was... Oh, tell me I, I was right. This is where you were right. right. It was yes. perfectly set for a double turn. Hell, yeah. Where you could have turned Rusev face and turned Bobby oh, Roode heel. They'd have been the, the spots where they should be. Would have been easy. And it'd have been perfect. It would have been easy. And it would have been easy. That way you could have had a scenario where you could have did a rematch if you wanted to with Rusev and Bobby Roode. Oh, you could have just, it could have been just in, in English. Whatever. What if Angle, Aiden Aiden English, English decided going, oh, they did it? Oh, Bobby fuck. Rude, yeah, I was getting ready to say, know, fuck Rusev Day. It's now, it's you know, glorious, Bobby Roode Day. It would have worked, and it was the perfect opportunity to do it. The crowd was hot. WWE sometimes is scared to pull the trigger, and this was nah, a they perfect time to pull the trigger, and they didn't do it. Yeah, they overthink it. Uh, we had uh, Bailey and um, Asuka had a great match. It was a really good match. What do you think about that match, J-Bell? The match itself was good. I, was I thought saying- Asuka sold it well, how she thought she was about to lose. No, but this is this is no different than what they did in NXT. Okay, this is a failure from sometimes for Vince to use what we've done in the past in NXT and then translate it over to the main roster. Bailey just has gotten a bad booking in the last year just because of what how Vince has portrayed her in the ring when she lost to when Bailey lost to Alexa Bliss in the. Um, I guess it was the hardcore match or whatever. No, it was the uh, Kendo stick match. And Alexa Bliss just basically squashed Bailey like five, ten minutes. That did more damage to Bailey than any other booking that you could have possibly done. That and the um, This Is Your Life leading up to that. Oh, yeah, Both that of those sucks. were the, uh, I won't say the death nails, but they were nails in the coffin. Now, if you want to do it right, which it looks like they're doing, they're going back to Bailey Oscar on Monday night and then moving forward, it should have Bailey Sasha with Sasha yeah. being the heel. This is banned from ringside. Okay, guys. I think it's gonna do it. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Uh we missed two beers, Zach Bowman. We we wish. Sorry, Zach, Zach I didn't Bowman make enough here. racial jokes tonight. I apologize. You have to pick up the no, slack. You should have been more racist. Uh we gotta <laughs> put out our happy birthdays. We have a uh, happy birthday, Connor from the Ascension. 38. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to be nice. <laughs> Ken Shamrock. Oh, there he is. He's uh, you're younger than Jason. He's 54. Dude, uh, seriously, I'm, sit- I'm, I'm sitting right here. Big Show's 46. Sensational Sherry. R.I.P. 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 would have been 60. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. No, he's alive. R.I.P. is 62. Did I say Big Show? 
Yes, you yeah. And uh, classy Freddie Blassie. That's R.I.P. 100 years ago today, he was born. So happy birthday, classy Freddie Blassie. Hey, everybody! Break it down, Daddy. Break it down. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam, the Yaller Mom. <laughs> Check. For Chris Demon. Check. For Freeplay Media. Check. For Soul Taco. Check. For JJ Twigs. Check. For Two Beer, Zach Pullman. Oh, the Two Beer. For Tinder Mall. Okay, I'm driving For Jason Cornelius Bell. Uh, happy Valentine's Day? Yep, question mark. I'm Tony Smart. <laughs> Everybody, don't be heels. <laughs>